Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. And I'm glad he's single because I'm going to climb that like a tree. Date. I said we should date sometime. You know, socialist. Glad kick it. Welcome to Five Cents of Free Advice. I am your host, Patrick Farrell, and this is my co-host, Molly Martinez. And today we have two lovely guests, my friends who are hungover that I roped into this while we were drunk, and they agreed, and it's a binding contract. Uh, yes, Molly has been gone out of the country, so she has multiple stories from the country of Cuba, and she did some scuba in Cuba, I assume? Scuba Libre, I did. Very nice. Would our guests like to introduce themselves? We'll start here to my right. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, this is Anna. And this is Anita. Anna and Anita are with us. Now, today, now, the first three episodes are more of a hodgepodge of what we were going to talk about written down on a piece of paper, just as I have in front of me today. But I'm going to try to keep things to an overarching theme due to everyone complaining about them not being anywhere near organized. So we're going to try and keep it cohesion. We're going to try and stick. So we're going to, we're going to keep this one talking about the overall subject of interest and whether you can to keep your interest. Yes, defining what interest is, where in meeting someone you have to come to the precipice of being interested or not, whether it be in the first five minutes or after a couple days. So you argue that it's a, it's a long, drawn-out process deciding interest in somebody, but us ladies here, we've already decided. You can decide within the first 30 seconds whether or not you're into someone. All right, Anna, so you said you had a date recently where you were able to determine interest in how much time? So it wasn't really a date, right? It was being picked up in person. So within the first, I mean, not even talking to the person, but hearing them speak and then the way they interacted with me, that first interaction, 30 seconds, that was enough. But you, you said that he, like what beforehand made you decide? Oh, the conversation, knowing that, um, for example, he was already involved in multiple relationships you know, why would you... I have no problem sleeping with people who are married or have boyfriends, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, if you're talking about your girlfriend, whatever, all these plans that you have for the next day, that night, like, why are you coming over to me and trying to tell me that you're going to try to sleep with me after I tell you to fuck off? Well, okay, so how... <laughs> wait, so when he first approached you, did he just start talking about his girlfriend right off the bat? He didn't talk about it to me, but they were sitting a seat next to us. So it's oh, the girlfriend was there. No, the girlfriend was not there. Oh, but just the, their friends. For yeah. some context here, we were out at our friend's bar, and these three dudes who were on Top Chef roll up, and they're like, "Yeah, like we're from Top Chef." And we're like, "Oh my god, they're from Top Chef!" And it turns out the dude who's like hitting on all of us was not on Top Chef. Right? But top, top Chef is is, is it the contest? Is it still on air? It's like, it's like now series. They're on like season 58. But this was the, the current season's contestant. No, this is like a previous winner. Did you look them up? No, because well, anyone, ah. yeah. anyone can claim they're on Top Chef, you know. 
Like, okay. You know, it's not America's Next Top Model. You don't need to look any certain way to be on Top Chef. And, like, so we're like, oh, my God. Were they good looking? No. None of them? Um, I mean, you could argue that the actual chef was, but he was married and clearly not interested in being part of the shenanigans. So he left. <laughs> okay, so that's different than when I talk about interest. It's right. the interest in person that you meet out at a bar. Yes, that's much easier to tell because you're probably able to equate not attracted to the person in there. But when you're doing the dating apps and stuff, and then you go out and you talk to somebody for a while, and then you go out and meet up, and then you're disinterested in like 10 minutes. I don't understand how that happens. And it's not just disinterest. It's more like, I never want to see this person ever. Well, so, I mean, let me give you some context as to exactly why I'm not on Tinder. It's okay. because I don't like that nonsensical exchange of, oh, maybe I can actually, you know, have an interesting conversation, interesting interaction with this human being. And then you meet them in person, and for me, it's all about the game. Like, how are you trying to gauge my interest? Because I believe um, there was this, like, psychological study that came out that you naturally surround yourself with people... Um, old friends, everything, that are at minimum as attractive as you are. Like, your brain already decides whether that person, in your mind, is minimum to your own attractiveness. That's not true. All my friends are ugly. Well, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, but, you know, so I think, generally speaking, I'm just not going to be in that position with someone that I think is unattractive to begin with. So for me, it's all about the psychological game. So if I meet them in person and you start talking to me within that five minutes, if the game isn't like, if there is no game to gauge my interest, then I'm just, I'm over it. All right. So what if you're like, so I guess I'm even going deeper. I, I go to recent experience. Uh, you enjoy your time with someone. And then at some point in your time, real soon, you go, you know what? I had a great time, but I'm not interested. I go, then what is developing the interest if you had a great time? I don't know, and you knew what I looked like. You knew what the other, and, and, and in a hypothetical situation too, you know what the other person looks like. You go out, you have a great time, and then I'm not really interested. I, I'm, I'm just confused by that concept. I'm not romantically interested. You gotta get close to the mic. Not romantically interested. There you go, I can hear you now. Uh, yes, like not romantically interested. But you can be interested in somebody without any intention of sleeping with them. And, like, that's sort of where the situation gets a little muddy. Because the another a person that you're with might think that you're super interested in them. But, like, you just want to hang out. And thus that's, is born the friend. It, that is... Well, hold on. That's Many it. touchdowns. I call it... Zone. So I've been calling it the fluff zone. That's the zone you're in before you come to the apex that you have to decide whether you're interested <laughs> in the person or not. I understand what fluff's being used for in... Now, I know a lot of fluffers. And in the pornography industry, I understand what a fluffer is. But, in the same concept, what's a fluffer used in pornography for? Prep, right? So that's it's kind of like the prep zone. Like, figuring out if you're going to be interested or come to the decision of whether you have to be interested in the person or not. But that's the worst job. Because you're just yanking away, and you don't even get any of the benefit. Well, I mean, you're being paid, but you're also, you know, you're, you're no, that's, that, I don't want it to relate exactly yeah, to pornography. I have, like, a dental plan. No, we're not turning this to pornography. I was just <laughs> giving you a semi-related reason as to why I call it the fluff zone, is before you have to determine whether you're interested or not in said individual. It seems like a lot of wasted energy. To? Fluff someone. Well, it's you have to do it. You're doing it regardless, right? You're 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 going to have to do it. It's necessity. That can go back to the if you have to do it. In the porn industry, you got to do it. 
You can't not do it. But this is, you, you gotta go on the dates and meet the people, but if you enjoy yourself, I don't think, I don't instantly come to a point where I'm like, I have to be, if I'm gonna hang out with this person anymore, I have to decide whether I'm interested or not interested. I'm happy with just hanging out and continuing to enjoy myself. Yeah, so I um, dated a guy who was like much older than I was. He was a chef. I'm kind of a chef theme today. Yeah. And um, he, up. he and I went on like several dates, and they were great dates. He was a French dude. I loved hanging out with him. I just knew I wasn't going to sleep with him. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Yeah. After like the fourth or fifth date, I was like, dude, I really like hanging out with you. Like, you're awesome. I just don't think I'm going to sleep with you. So if you want to end this right now, like, I totally understand. And he's like, I'm not asshole. Uh, no, like, let's hang up again. And then, like, sure enough, that was the end of it. Well, I, so I get that. And I like that. I just, I just don't... I feel like in today's dating world, everyone feels compelled to, after one date, you go home and assess whether you're interested in that person or not. Instead of the basic question of, did I have a good time? If you had a good time, then why not do it again? But you can have such a... Sorry. No, no, I was saying, but then you get to the line of, are they a friend, or are you romantically interested? You don't have to go that deep into it. Just keep hanging out, and eventually you'll decide. No, but the thing is, like, the stakes are higher, because, like, a lot of times in these situations... The stakes. <laughs> the stakes are rarer. Um, a lot of times in these situations, like, men are dropping money, or women are dropping money, and it's sort of an expenditure. So, like, you need to determine, like, pretty early on whether or not it's going somewhere. Otherwise, it's a huge waste of time and resources. Well, this goes back to our other episode where I said if things were just halfsies, it would, it would make this all easier, and then we could just continue on. This whole feeling compelled to uh, pay for things just convolutes the entire situation. All right, Anna, what do you think? What do you think about interests? I've been stealing the mic from you for a while. I mean, do people actually do that assessment? I don't know. I don't buy that you have to decide at any point. I just feel like it either clicks or it doesn't click. So I don't really know how to contribute in this conversation. People totally go home after meeting someone one time and decide whether they're interested in that individual or not. Am I wrong? No, you're right. But it's like... If you had a good time with someone and you were not interested in the person in the way we're discussing interest, would you still want to hang out with the person? And then how would you go about doing that? I literally just told this story. I continued to hang out with him and then was real with him and then it was over. But So you'd do that all the time, regardless of person. If you enjoyed the person, you would just always hang out with them. Yeah, I mean, I well, look at you and I. Yeah, but... Or you and me. I don't know which one's grammatically correct. But... You know, Both we work. we went on a date and we enjoyed hanging out and we like are making something, but you know we weren't romantically interested. Yeah, this is our child. <laughs> this is our this is our child that's being conceived right now. What about you? What do you? This is our child that was deprived of a lot of oxygen in utero. Yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> this is very true. What else? Well, you ladies, what do you got? What do you got? What do you think? Is interest that important? When you meet somebody in terms of, like, right off the bat, like, the spark. You know, the spark. Everyone's like, oh, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the spark. Like, what What the hell is the spark? I just don't get it. I think we should move on. I'm all right. really all right. in this. So all right. All right. Well, so this goes to interests, and this we're, to ties into, is one-night stand etiquette. Now, this is, you don't have to necessarily, uh, my opinion, you don't have to necessarily be interested in someone to have a one-night stand. And I think you share that same opinion, Molly. My friend uh, oh, okay. says the, 
night stands, she, every time she has a one night stand, steals the guy's phone charger. And she tells you this each time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her reasoning being <laughs> that... Well, you've gotten a, a, a psychological breakdown as to why she's doing this. Through. Yeah. yeah. So she steals her phone charger. That way, if they never text her back, she's like, oh, it's because their phone's dead. And now she's got like a graveyard of phone chargers. That's interesting. It's genius. Everyone needs a phone charger and she's got 70. What's her name? <laughs> Their names have been changed. What's it? Was it Jolly? <laughs> no. Her name Jolly? It kind of seems like that strategy doesn't work. No, no it does. They came back for the charger? Doesn't seem like it. Have they come back for the charger? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a good screw veneer, you know? Oh, alright, I like that term. Alright, what do you think of the What's Your One Night Stand etiquette? I don't, oh man, I haven't had one night stands since I was in high school, so. Whoa, 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 kids. whoa. One night stands in high school. Did your mom and dad have to pick you up afterwards? <laughs> nah, my parents would usually be working, so I'd usually be home alone. My mom came home and she saw foreign shoes downstairs, she didn't know not to come upstairs. Well, you have very chill parents. <laughs> Wait, you would set out shoes for your mother? <laughs> Oh, no. Like the sock on the door. The condos. Oh, yeah. The Schumacher. Where are your kids? We don't wear shoes at home. I know, so the symbol... So, like, it would be left at the front door, and she'd just know that someone's there. You have a very chill mother. Yeah, that's super chill. Oh, my God, my mom would have come down with a chainsaw and cast her. So, there's, like, bars, there's, like, lawns, parties... So I'm from Stores, Connecticut, so we don't have bars, you know, there's only frat parties, or people's parents being gone, or barns, so like, <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of outdoor Connecticut space. sounds lit. There are barns in Connecticut? I feel like Connecticut's so small, like there's no like backwoods to Connecticut. Uh, there's plenty of backwoods where I'm from at least, because there's a bunch of farms and cows, and that's not it. And apparently cobbler's leaving shoes out yeah. saying, do not come upstairs. The whoopee is happening. <laughs> Basically. Is this stolen from the Salem Witch Trials at the same time? Like, don't come upstairs. No? No. Well, I'm, I, yeah, my mom would have a very different reaction to female shoes since I had no sisters. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I would explain that one, but yes, definitely. I mean, so my dad, one thing that he told me once is that I'm a woman, so I shouldn't treat sex as a sport. And that was about it. Did he give you that story after high school, I take it? No, during. During. During high school. So when Clear eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Full beds. <laughs> this is this is interesting. I've I've not heard of this. So you haven't done a one night stand since high school. What's your amount of time that you have between meeting someone, determining whether you're interested, and do you have to be interested in before you sleep with them? Um well, so again, it goes back to the same point of interest to me, right? Everyone has a different thing. Um, for me, it's about the game. So if you have a good game and you pick me up and you got me hooked, then yeah, sure, I'll sleep with you. But if it's boring, then you know I'm not that desperate to get laid. I can always get you know hook up with whoever else that I know. I thought so. you were pointing to I thought you were pointing to Molly there, and I, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that'll work. Okay, all right. I, I think uh, yeah. I, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could always just call Molly. Jolly, Jolly. I could always just call Jolly. That's like the worst alias. 
Jolly? Yeah, I'm like, oh, my Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Jolly's not the worst. Nobody is named Jolly. Name one person you know named Jolly. Uh, Rancher. It doesn't end in what? In Rancher. Oh, uh, Jolly, uh, Jolly Mayonnaise. (laughs) That's even worse. Oh, my God. That's like the meanest insult ever. Calling someone Jolly Mayonnaise. Ugh. I think that's a fitting... That's, that's, uh, Patty Mayonnaise. Oh, my God, you! Patty Mayonnaise is, uh, stepsister. Stepsister (laughs) Patty Mayonnaise. Wait, why are you telling me? I was just going... You just called me Jolly Mayonnaise. Well, you are now calling yourself it. I was giving the person the story and name of Jolly Mayonnaise, but now apparently the cat's out of the bag. You're stealing I'm stuff. I'm strangle you with a phone charger. You have a lot. Okay, what's our next topic? Well, because you guys are so lazy, we don't have a lot of topics. But we do have... No, we do. We're talking to talk about... Tinder and other countries. Tinder tourism. Tinder tourism. We talked about a little in uh, one of the episodes about uh, when you land in an airport and you get your Tinder out and it's like... The, they show up with like the hottest people. <laughs> hot in Cleveland. Yeah, hot in Cleveland. That was it. Cleveland. Was the, the, they show you the hot people first. You're like, oh man, I'm moving to Cleveland. No, the hot chicks are here. But Cleveland lasts like. Oh, LeBron. Cle- Cleveland lasts like four swipes. But if you go to like, I don't know, like Houston or Dallas. Okay, so I'm interested in our guest's opinion on this. Right. You guys have both lived abroad and you both have dated, I'm assuming you've seen apps abroad. No? Anita, did you use apps? Um, I. Sorry. I would use it more, like, to kind of see what was out there, and in, like, very different cultures, it was curious to see, like, kind of what people thought was attractive, and, like, for example, just, like, pictures of really fancy cars, cigarettes, uh, things that may not fly in D.C. Yeah, okay, so, like, we, we talked about this before, like, the, the sort of median Tinder photos depends on place, and you lived in Georgia, the... The country of Georgia, I was I was confused when she first said it. It's not the state. Well, I do know, but when you say it in, in passing, I assume that it's going to be the state, not... I don't immediately jump to Asia. Anyway, so you've got like a very Europe. sort of uh, insightful <laughs> point of view here, because you, you, you know, dated using Tinder, like, on, on the other side of the world. So just, like, give us your, like, rundown of the experience, what you saw, what was common... What like was shocking? I don't know. I feel like in uh, Tbilisi, it would go like zero to a hundred really quick. And being a single woman living on my own there, it was as soon as they found out that I had an apartment, I was like, "Oh, where do you live?" And go, like like fifth message down. Ugh. And you're like, "Okay, no mind. <laughs> like, no thanks." <laughs> What do what they use to, what's the pickup line, the opening lines? But do you have to, when, is it come in like a foreign writing? Uh, it depends, because I tried to make it clear that I was American, so okay. already that was like, oh, sweet break. Um, but occasionally they would try and speak in Georgian, and I'll just be like, uh, and then they try and speak in Russia. I'm like, uh, sorry, I have no useful <laughs> language skills. What were you doing there? Were you studying abroad? Um, I would like, did an internship. Okay. <laughs> Did you have any success? Uh, yes. And no, I generally dated younger people while I was there. Okay. Because there's a big problem of infidelity. And oh. kind of getting like, uh, not catfished, but like finding out later they're married and have kids or something. Okay. And so that actually never happened to me. 
but it was kind of my like red flag for going younger. Okay. Uh, while I was there. It's a solid choice. So I read that in Georgia, there's this phenomenon where if you sleep with somebody afterwards, they'll ask you for money. It's not like a prostitution thing, but have you ever heard of it, this happening to anyone? Wow, that's such a random question, Molly. <laughs> jolly. Sorry, jolly mayonnaise. Um, so <laughs> it's not supposed to follow having sex. It's just... Uh, a common phenomenon for people to ask for money from a friend or an acquaintance they know that's not from there. Because me being an American was kind of like a dollar sign, yeah. probably. And I was dating this guy for a few weeks and things just trailed off. So I hadn't spoken to him in two weeks, radio silence, and I randomly got a Facebook message being like, Hey, so my family has debt, and if you could send me a thousand dollars, like that would be greatly appreciated. And I had to respond, I was like, uh, like I really don't have that money. Like, I'm living in Georgia. Like, I have no job. And he responded back, even a hundred dollars. You can Venmo that to me. And I was just like, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop. So when you guys were going out on dates, was he paying for anything? Um, just like a drink. Yeah. I mean, everything is like really cheap there. Yeah. So it's not, not a lot of like sit down dinners and... Did you meet his family? No. Oh, that would have been intense. (laughs) That would have been really awkward. (laughs) So you dated someone in another country, not necessarily through a nap. You haven't met anybody in another country. No? Mm -mm. No. I'm boring. Well, that's, hey, that's... That's normal. But I mean, Jolly, I, what about you? I heard you might have had a recent encounter. Oh yeah, that's right. You went to Cuba. Jolly man is on the mic. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I was just in Cuba and we went out and um, I travel with my like very attractive male friend, but it's like not happening. It's never happened. It's never going to happen, but he's just like a good travel buddy of mine. And so we were at a bar and the bartender... You know, like, my Spanish is terrible. So I was like, mmm, oh, Bella. <laughs> I was really swinging for the fences there. And he came over with a phone that had, like, a Google Translate on it. And it said, is that your boyfriend? And I was like, no, 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 mas. Or no. <laughs> no more. No mas. <laughs> Despacito? I don't know. Um... So he was like, oh, okay, cool. So he's like, I need to show you this thing. So he, like, takes me outside and, like, shows me this, like, stray dog. I'm like, um, he's like, listen, my life is very hard in Cuba. I was like, okay. He's like, I have to marry my cousin so that I can come to the United States. I was like, hot. (laughs) He's like, or I can marry you. I was like, um. Is he a chef? (laughs) No. No. Was this before or after you made up? <laughs> oh, uh oh, get a, <laughs> That was not good. Apparently, Jolly was um, getting freaky with the locals. Jolly was not getting <laughs> freaky with the townies. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, like you know, I work all day and I only make two dollars a day, and it's like very hard to live here." And I was, was like, he speaking in English all the time. Yeah, he's speaking English. That's impressive. Yeah, and I was like, um, so I don't really know what to do right now, so we're just gonna, like, go to another bar. 
and then he like followed me to another bar and like brought all of his friends and they were like, his life is very hard. I was like, this feels like a trap. So I just like handshaked him a 10 and I was like, okay, bye. Oh, you gave him money. I gave him a 10. I didn't know what to do. That's, that's more than you did. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's more beneficial than the 100. You couldn't even give a 10. Well, you know. Her case was in person. Mine was via Facebook message. It just wasn't very dry. Anna, what it's an interpersonal GoFundMe. Anna, how do you feel about this with your friends knowing that they're all exchanging money for pleasantries? I mean, it's after, right? So, I don't know. They're not really paying for it if it happens after the fact. Well, no, that's not how things work. Uh, just because I pick up some lettuce and purchase it afterwards, I'm buying the lettuce. I don't have to pre-buy the lettuce. There's, there's, there's two types of transactions, prepay, and then there's after the fact. Yeah, but if you're tasting the lettuce before you buy it, at least you know if you're willing to pay for it or not. Well, most people aren't going to be tasting the lettuce in the store. I don't know which safe way you're at, but I'm going to stay clear of that one. That's artisanal lettuce tastings. <laughs> this lettuce is right. Lettuce pray. Well, what do you, you, you still have to tell me what you think of your friends and their purchasing their Venmo they're doing in other countries with gentlemen. Allegedly. Well, I did that thing, so this is fine. Um, and and Jolly Mayonnaise is just a great person who <laughs> wanted to help out a local economy. I'm so glad. To be fair, Jolly Mayonnaise is not a great person. I just didn't know what to do. I am so glad Jolly Mayonnaise is sticking like glue right now to this to this table. This is perfect. Um, well, that was great. I really enjoyed. I, I wasn't. Expecting that story from Cuba. <laughs> so have you ever asked a girl for money? <laughs> oh, actually, okay. I, I do. Now, when you said that, I, actually, I do have a story. So when I was in Chicago years ago, uh, I met a, a female on New Year's Day, and I, for a reason, we well, I know I, we we wore sweatpants and like sweatshirts out because we were actually cleaning an apartment after a New Year's Eve party, and we decided to just go out at like 11 a.m. 11 a.m. turned into an all-day drinking event, and uh, I went home with a female who I knew, and, well, no, I didn't really know. But uh, when I got out of the cab at her place, and way far north, I my wallet and phone fell out of my pocket, and I didn't know. I went upstairs, and I next day, I get up, and I'm like, I, I have no money. <laughs> I need a cab. Can you give me, like, 40 bucks? <laughs> And if she gave me $40, I had no means to get back to my friend's apartment because I wasn't in Chicago at the time. So I used the $40 and headed back to the bar and met them. And when I got to the bar, my friends had actually brought a change of clothes for me, which I never actually changed into. So I had to go into the bar and be like, can I get my clothes too? Did you fluff her? There was, there was, she was, I was interested. I didn't need to go into the fluff zone. I already decided I was interested. Because she paid you. Well, this is after the fact, which is... I'm sure a lot of... Apparently, apparently, Granada, when you pay after the fact, you're okay. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of strippers are into fat dudes. You know? Strippers are into fat dudes? Yeah, they're really interested. That interest is genuine. Well, oh, oh, in a, in a, yeah, in a club, yeah. That's good, good, real... 
twist there. <laughs> Count everyone off guard with that one. We're all ready for that. Fat dudes. I thought she was calling me fat. Well, that's what I was <laughs> like to thank our two guests today. For the record, you're not fat because you do a lot of lettuce tasting. <laughs> uh, the lettuce is good. The lettuce is good. Barry, your chefs would have approved last night of the lettuce. And they definitely would have purchased it at $86, at 86 cents a head. How much is lettuce? I never bought a lettuce. How much is head? I'm going to get some expensive head. All right. More than 89 cents. Shit. You can get a living off of I was talking about a head of lettuce. That's how vegetables come, you perverts. Jolly brought the international perverted crew to the <laughs> show today, but uh, I'd like to thank our guests for being on. And uh, we're going to only have a few more episodes with Molly. Molly's leaving us to go to the great country of North Dakota, mm-hmm. which is also its own country, right? Just like Georgia? Yeah. Well, I realize I'm going to North Dakota because I'm like a, you know, six in D.C., but in North Dakota, I'm like a nine and a half. So that's why I'm doing that. You're not going to give yourself the full ten. You're leaving some room. <laughs> There's always room, room for amelioration. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, but I'd like to thank our guests and Molly. Who's, we'll get a few more episodes on Molly. But uh, until next episode, uh, stay glorious.